Hey friends, welcome to episode 148 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Doris Swift. Thank you so much for stopping by and you are in for a treat. My guest this week is Julie Zine Coleman and we're talking about losing limitations and finding freedom for women through God's design. God's design for women. I mean, what does the Bible say? really, about the roles of women in the church, in the home, and in the workplace. Are women limited to only certain roles? Well, from a place of love, above the Word of God and others, Julie unpacks for us the scriptures that have long been misunderstood regarding women and traditional gender roles. In this episode, we're going to learn so much about what Julie has uncovered through her deep study of the word. And we're talking about her book on purpose, understanding God's freedom for women through scripture. And what she shares is going to really inspire you and kind of knock your socks off. So I hope you'll listen in and stay tuned and also stay tuned to hear more about my Bible study that is releasing very soon. Surrender the Joy Stealers. Rediscover the Jesus Joy in you. Be sure to join my email list at DaraSwift.com so you'll get all those updates. I know what Julie has to share will encourage, inspire, and challenge you. So stay tuned for this episode. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. From aspiring musicians to church worship teams, theworshipinitiative.com has resources for everyone. The Worship Initiative is an online training resource to help you learn and lead top worship songs with in-depth instrument tutorial videos, chord charts, and more. Alongside instrument training, we have devotionals for every song and training videos on how to be an effective worship leader from voices like Shane and Shane, Phil Wickham, John Piper, Ben Stewart, and more. Only at theworshipinitiative.com. Start learning and leading your team now by using the code SPARK23 for your first month free. Welcome back. I am very excited today to welcome my friend, Julie Zine Coleman. She is the managing editor for Rise Daily Devotionals. She's a speaker, an award-winning author, and holds a Master of Arts in Biblical Studies, which I love. And one of her previous books is called Unexpected Love, God's Heart Revealed Through Jesus's Conversations with Women, which is amazing. And it kind of leads into this other book, God Led Her to Write, which is On Purpose, Understanding God's Freedom for Women Through Scripture. And we're going to talk about that and more. Welcome to the show, Julie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's exciting to have you on. And I just love how you have said that this book, On Purpose, Understanding God's Freedom for Women Through Scripture, was written with no agenda other than delving deep into the Bible. And I know you've probably 
have lots of stories to tell about, you know, different things that have occurred along this journey. So I would love if you would tell us a little bit about your story and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Okay. Well, I was raised in a very conservative denomination. We wore, women wore head coverings during church services and uh, we were not allowed to even pray out loud. Um, Everything was, we were silent. Um, Not even in a business meeting could we contribute. We could write something down and somebody could read it for us. A man could read it for us. But I always accepted that as, hey, it's in the Bible. I'm doing it, you know, and and never questioned it at all. As a matter of fact, I can remember standing up very (laughs) self-righteously in my Corinthians class at Gordon College and telling, giving everybody what for, because they didn't believe in head coverings. (laughs) And, you know, I just was so so astounded. If it's in the Bible, we do it. What's wrong with you people? Really? (laughs) Which is a common misconception, I think, between both sides of the issue. Mm-hmm. Each of the, the the one side, you know, thinks the other side, well, they just don't want to do what the Bible says, or they're just discounting portions of scripture. And I don't mm-hmm. think it could be further from the truth in the people that I have uh, shared with and talked with. Um, we all want to do what the Bible says, mm-hmm. but the, the, the problem is, what does the Bible say? And, you know, because you can't take a verse out of context, and which is what often happens. So you have to be really careful about that. But so I just always thought that that was just the way it was supposed to be. And I never questioned it, but um, things started happening when I became an adult that made me kind of think, what? <laughs> like, why is that okay? And this not, and you know, that kind of thing. Cause the rules, the lines in the sands were drawn in very different places, depending on the denomination or the venue. And, um, and my, my curse was that I had leadership coming out my pores. And so it was always so hard. I was always afraid I was stepping on somebody's toes saying something I shouldn't or, you know, putting myself in a situation I should be quiet in. And so it was a struggle for me. But then I met my husband, Steve, and um, he was raised in the same denomination as I was, but he really was convinced that women did have freedom and that those verses were being taken out of context. And um, at first, I thought he was crazy, mm-hmm. uh, but little by little, you know, as as you know, we went through our journey and being married and, and all of that. It just it turned into I got where he was coming from and 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 had questions, and so I continued to just question and look at it and and study it and all that kind of stuff. But I think that the the, the big crux came for me was when um, I had just finished going to seminary and. Um, so I knew some things <laughs> I knew what I didn't know more than anything, <laughs> but, um, so I knew some things I knew how to dig in. And, um, and so they, my pastor was leaving for a sabbatical and he was, they were putting together a team of people to teach on Sunday mornings, preaching from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. And he said to them, you make sure you tap Julie Coleman. Cause she, she's a good fit for this. And when they approached me, I said, are you crazy? I'm a woman. I can't be up at the platform. <laughs> you know, look, it's struck by lightning. <laughs> and so they, they, um, they, they said, no, no, you're, we're not, you're not usurping, usurping authority. We we're asking you to do this. And so I, I timidly did, I, I did the first sermon expecting lots of people to show up and be angry with the elders for putting a woman in the platform. We heard not one complaint, only um, encouragements and excitement over what had happened. And so Anyway, I figured out, I, okay, I've got to get to the bottom of 1 Timothy 2. Mm-hmm. I suffer not a woman to teach. She should learn in quiet submission because I didn't want to be doing something God didn't want me to do. And I, you know, I just, I, I wanted to do it his way. And so I, I was leading a Bible study. And so I told the girls, let's do 1 Timothy this fall, because I really have to get to the bottom of this because they keep asking me to 
to preach and I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared of doing the wrong thing. So anyway, we did go through that passage. And, and as a matter of fact, when we got to 1 Timothy 2.12, um, I announced it. I was actually preaching the Sunday before and I announced, you know, we're going to, we're starting here with this verse next week. If anybody, if any of the women are interested in coming, my room, living room and dining room packed to the gills. Everyone wanted to know, everyone wanted to know the answer. So it is an issue. And the more I learned and the more I studied and the more I was convinced, it's about, it's not about whether it's in the word of God, it's mm -hmm. about interpretation. And yeah. so, um, so these many years later, I've been serving since 2008 on the teaching team and continue to do so. Um, I do about a fourth of the sermons and it's a privilege I don't take for granted, but I am absolutely convinced that God has called me to do this. And I'm convinced that this is his way. And so um, that, that's how I ended up. But I, 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 I don't like division. I don't of course, I don't like division. That's definitely not God's way. But <laughs> I, I didn't. You. I just. I didn't want to be controversial. Right. I don't. I don't like that stuff. But I do. I'm passionate about what does God's word say? Mm -hmm. What does it really say? Yeah. And you know, in the context of the whole, and I'm telling you, a whole different picture emerged the more I studied, and so I knew I needed to write the book, and I kept putting it off because I was like, oh, that people are gonna be mad at me. I, I want everybody to like me. <laughs> And uh, finally, um, I, I had enough people look me in the eye and say, write the book <laughs> until I knew God was saying, do it. So I did, but I, I did, this is the one thing I, I had to learn mm -hmm. as I wrote, I would get angry because it was so plain in scripture yeah. and yet people just misunderstood, but I, I knew I couldn't be writing in anger. And I was at a conference and uh, a woman there was saying, you know, we have to, whatever we do, we need to do it in love. And I thought, bing. There's my idea. Threw mm. out the manuscript, started over. But this time I did it in love, mm. not in condemnation, not in judgment, not in anger. But can you take another look? Because I really think you'd get something if you start over. Yeah. And so that's kind of what the book is. Let's look at it again. Yeah. Wow, that so. is beautiful. And I love how your leadership saw this in you because you know, godly men who seek the will of the Lord, you know, and Absolutely. they had see, they saw in you what God was doing and the potential that you had to share his truth. And, and, but I also love that you didn't just go by what these men said, even though they were giving you the all clear, you know, we're all for this and it's okay. And you still had that kind of internal conviction or struggle where you wanted to know for sure, am I pleasing man or am I pleasing God yes. and going right to the word in that. And yes. I love that so much because in today's culture, you know, the word is getting watered down so much. Have you come across a lot of that too, Julie? Oh, yes. <laughs> and there's such power there. And, mm -hmm. and who are we to put words in God's mouth? Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. And it's a, very encouraging, too, because mm -hmm. of how you explained you redirected the way you approached writing the book and mm -hmm. did it from a place of love because of being open to reading it and seeking for ourselves what the word says. And so I love that. And I love that you have been a, a study 
of biblical truth, you know, like that you love to learn, that you're a learner and that you teach it too. And so I, and how you were talking about how if we're missing the component of the woman, because God created, you know, men and then they create, he created women to do certain things that he's calling them to do. I think you likened it to why would we only want to walk, hop on one leg when we could, you know, when we could like walk on two or something like that. Right. Right. Yeah. If you put down half the church, it's not how God designed it. And you know, it doesn't end well. Yeah. In many regards. For sure. It's not limited by us, but you know, he designed it a certain way and we sure would be blessed if we did it the way he designed it. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just a testament of how well received the book has been with such a kind of a, you know, subject that could be considered controversial. And I'm with you. Like, I don't like people to get mad at me or cause any trouble or, you know, have something. Because sometimes too, when we, even on social media, we might make a statement and we're sharing truth, but yet in the thread, people start arguing. And I don't like to start things like that. Um, But when it comes to something like this, God led you to write it. He encouraged other people to encourage you to write it. And so we know that, you know, he was at work in this book. So when you started doing this and the concept was coming through, what what was your process of how you were going about in researching it? And did it take a long time to come up with a lot of the scriptures that you wanted to Target, not target. That's a bad word. Oh, but. I knew, I knew the scriptures. <laughs> okay. I knew them as much as I knew John three sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that you up. wanted to have in the right. book. Yeah. So what, what I did was I, I got, I think there were nine total passages that are generally used um, in opposition to women doing anything in leadership and that kind of thing. And so, um, so what I did was I did a deep study into each passage. So every chapter is one passage mm-hmm. and um, I ask questions and, uh, and, and then answer them. Uh, and then finally, you know, give a today for today's woman application. Um, but I, 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 I'm an exegetical teacher. I don't like teaching topically. Um, I just think there's just too much of a chance of us pulling verses out of context. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what's happened on this women's issue. There's, you know, a verse from here and a verse from there and a verse from there. And then they're all grouped together. Yeah. And here's our doctrine on women, but nobody's looking at the context in which each of those verses um, are, are written. And mm-hmm. it's very important to know the context because you, you don't know what, I mean, we're looking at literature that's at least 2000 years old. Yeah. Not way older in the old Testament. And you just have to, you just have to look at the context within the story or whatever, the narrative itself, within the book itself, within the whole of the older new Testament, you know, and just say, what, what part of the whole is this? Why is this in here? And, and um, that's a practice that took me a while to figure out, but um, the Lord gave me lots of opportunities to study things like that because I was doing a lot of speaking for women's groups mm-hmm. and uh, retreats and conferences and that kind of thing. And so it was just a really, um, it, it was something that I had practiced for a while after seminary. And I really um, feel like he really prepared me to do this project because that was 
I mean, there was a lot of things I took into consideration, but the context was huge. Mm. Um, also, the, the original meaning of the, the original language, some of those words don't translate well into English. And you, so you have to kind of look in other places where it's used and figure that out. Um, there was a lot of things that had to be considered, the culture at the time, you know, what the readers would have thought in view of their culture and view of what they believed and that kind of thing. So it just it just added a lot of color to it for me. And um, the more I learned, the more convinced I was that we really have gotten it wrong. Mm. That is so fascinating. And I love the word study. You know, when you kind of go back yes. and try to see, well, what was the actual original word? And, and you, you know, it is hard because oftentimes there isn't a good word in English that is the true translation or the same English mm -hmm. word is used so many different places, but they have all different right. meanings. So, right. So I love that you clarify that. What was your favorite study when you were in seminary? What, what did you enjoy most about that? Boy, there were so many that I totally loved. I think, well, I loved doing hermeneutics, the art of preaching mm -hmm. um, and, and interpretation, really. Um, homiletics is the preaching part. But um, I loved that class and I really loved biblical research because that was what really helped me to learn how to dig deep. Mm -hmm. And we had three different papers over the course of the semester and um, that it blew my mind mm -hmm. what I found. And so that was like so exciting. It's so cool to take a passage that you've like read your whole life. And you, you know, I, I know this, I don't, how do, I don't need to read, study this. I know this. And then you start digging and all of a sudden this fresh stuff starts popping out at you and you're like, oh. but it, it, it doesn't happen unless you take the time to revisit it, to take everything you've thought before, just put it aside. You can pick it up again later, yeah. but for now, trust the Holy spirit to show you stuff and just say, okay. And, and the deadliest thing you can do when you're studying the Bible is to say, I already know this. Mm, yeah. And it's deadly because number one, you might not be right. It's mm -hmm. possible, right? Everybody's wrong some places. Right. And then the other thing is though, is that you're closing your mind to what he might want to show you. And yeah. so for me, when I, when I wrote that first book about Jesus and his conversations with women, um, I would just keep praying, Lord, show me the thing. What thing do you want? And I, I think I meant the main idea looking back, yeah. <laughs> you know, what's the biblical principle here in this particular story? And I mm. look and I, you know, and, 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 and sometimes it came to me pretty quickly. Sometimes it took weeks, but I would just keep praying over it and asking. And, and every single time he was faithful to give me fresh material that just was mind blowing. And yeah. that's exciting. That there's such a great reward in taking the time to dig deep. It's so worth it. So I, I just love it so much. I know. I love your enthusiasm. And I, I love it too. It's exciting. It's like uncovering a treasure. You know, and like you said, if if we think that we've already read something and know it, then we are really missing the mark and because the word is living and breathing. And, and so, um, you know, you might hear people say, Oh yeah, I read the Bible or, Oh yeah, I already read it. <laughs> or even if, you know, somebody that reads it every year, you know, the 365, whatever plan. It, sometimes if you don't delve into a certain area you could just kind of gloss over and read it like a book and mm -hmm. it you know it kind of could lose some of that meaning if your goal is just to like finish it all or you know like if 
I guess yeah. if it's not really I mean, it's study. hard because it's yeah. a really big book. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't, you know, and, and if you're only doing little passage here, little passage there, yeah. you're going to miss the continuity of the whole thing and how it all fits together. So there is a value in, mm. in definitely uh, as a whole is a good thing too. So I don't mean to, you know, but I'm saying to me, the real pleasure comes in when you start to dig deep into a passage. Yeah. Really. That yeah. is very exciting. And it it's yeah. cool too, because then it excites other people to want to try to do it. Because I think mm-hmm. there's so many women, because, you know, that's primarily my audience, who might right. be intimidated by biblical study and feel like they aren't able to actually do it unless they have like a book that somebody else wrote that they're studying with, which, you know, right. resources and tools are wonderful. And Bible mm-hmm. studies are fantastic, but I think uh, sometimes women are a little kind of apprehensive about whether mm-hmm. they can do that. But like you said, the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. reveals things to us, and so we forget about him, don't we? Yeah, boy, we he is he is so important to the whole thing, because, you know, he's the one who transforms us, Yeah, and he uses the Word of God to do it, so he is so involved. Yeah. You know, uh, Doris, I have a, um, I'm working right now on a, a video series that I'm going to be doing with my friend Kathy Howard, who's also a Bible teacher, mm-hmm. super good Bible teacher, also a seminary graduate, and so we're going to be teaching how to study the Bible, mm. and so we're going to do this series, we're going to teach it this summer at the Blue Ridge um, Mountain Christian Writers Conference. It's mm-hmm. a continuing class. And then we're going to be filming and and uh, taping. So there's hope on the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can find a lot of different ways to, to study scriptures, lots of books you can look on it, but mm-hmm. um, it's worth looking into because it really can be transformative. Yeah, that's fantastic. How you do it. Yeah. And how will that be something available to people yes. to be able yes. to I'll let you know when like it a comes course. out and you can pass it on to your listeners. <laughs> okay. That's, that's really exciting. I love that. And just how long did it take you to write this book on, on purpose? Maybe seven months. Mm, mm-hmm. I know I had to get an extension. <laughs> I was very optimistic in what I told the publisher. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, and I said to them, I'm sorry, I, I can only go as fast as the Lord will show me stuff. And, yeah. so, and I was definitely diligent working on it, but um, it was it was enough time that I was able to get really good things from God as as we worked through it. And um, I just love how it turned out. Yeah, his timing. And I love that yeah. the word freedom is in the title. Mm-hmm. That is cool. I know you had said earlier when you were talking to your husband that he encouraged you that women have more freedom. So is that where that came from or how did that come about? The word freedom uh, in that. The, the word freedom, um, well, the truth will set you free. <laughs> and so, you know, the, and the truth is the Bible does not limit women. Yeah. Not when you yeah. look at why each of those nine passages were in the Bible, what, you know, what they say and what they don't say, there's a lot read into some things mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, and, you know, you just have to but there's freedom. I, I did have a, an experience one time I was going to be teaching a retreat for a, um, a, a church in my same state. Um, mm-hmm. And I had taught their retreats before and I had been to special events and taught there. And um, so I was very familiar. They were familiar with me. But the pastor one day, about a month before the retreat, it was and I was going to be doing it on that first book. Um, 
unexpected love with Jesus conversations with women. And so, um, and that's what they had asked me to do. I have plenty of retreats I can do, but so I was, well, he wrote me and he said, um, Julie, I, I've got some real problems with, um, with having you do this retreat. And I said, you do like, why? And he's, and we're, by the way, we were from the same seminary, <laughs> but anyway, I said, why? And he said, well, I read your introduction and, and, and I'm thinking, what could be in the introduction that would put him off? He hadn't read the whole book, just the, the four page introduction. Mm -hmm. But I said, like, what was it that, you know, I'm thinking, he said, well, you said that Jesus came to set women free. And I said, you don't think Jesus came to set women free? <laughs> well, it kind of what it means, you know, what freedom really means. And I thought, okay, no. Mm. And that was at the point where I wasn't even truly all the way over on the side that I'm in now. I was kind of like testing the water a little bit, but I thought, mm -hmm. no, he's he came to set me free, free from sin, free from condemnation, free from judgment, free from fear. And free from being dominated amen no. and so you know and that that he kind of really got me thinking and and uh, by the way i did do the retreat but i promised him listen i i promise you i know where you stand i'm glad you told me i will not say one thing that will cause division or even anybody questioning what you teach and i didn't i was very careful with what i said mm -hmm. that wouldn't that wouldn't have happened in the second book but <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, but, you know, the thing is, we're all trying to figure out what the word of God wants us to do. Mm -hmm. And we all want to do it. I would hope. Yeah, I do. And so, you know, but the thing is, if we're reading meaning into something that's not really there, if we're adding things that mm -hmm. aren't don't exist, then I don't want I don't want to do that. I want to do what it says. And so yeah. anyway, that's that's kind of where I came from with that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, thanks for sharing that story. Because women run into these things often and, oh yeah, you know, and, and it is so important for us to be able to go to the word and read the word and know the word as the spirit reveals, because there are so many false teachings out there now, progressive Christianity, things that sound good, but they're only half truths, which means then yes. they're not true at all. And so right. that, you know, you are on this mission to bring the truth to light in love. And so, I, you know, what more could we want than that combination? You know, the truth and love, grace and truth, it's got to be a balance. Jesus did it perfectly. We try, yes. but it's very important because sometimes, you know, especially in our culture, there's just a, a lean so toward grace that, truth kind of gets diluted a little bit and um but as we tell the truth in love it's a powerful thing so yeah this has been amazing I would love Julie if you could share with the listeners how they can connect with you and find you and find your books sure I, I thank you I'd love the opportunity to do that um my website is Julie Zine Coleman uh Z-I-N-E is my maiden name julie zine coleman um dot com have to make sure i say that right <laughs> julie zine coleman dot com and um and the the uh and so that you, you can find me there also the book is on sale pretty much everywhere where books are sold but um on amazon um is, is a great place to find it and it's um and it's called on purpose understanding god's freedom for women through scripture 
So that's the book. And I do have, um, I'm working on getting some study guides out there onto my website to help people uh, read the book. Um, and so anyway, if you, if you just Google Julie Zine Coleman, I'll come right up and so will my work. So anyway, Perfect. that's a good place to start. All right. And I'll have the links in the show notes to your website. And Great. where they can Thank find you, you um, on social media and everything. And uh, yeah, this has been really encouraging and informative. And just uh, like I said, I love your zeal, your zest for diving into scripture and learning the truth. And not only for keeping it to yourself or, you know, it's like we don't keep these things to ourselves. We have to share what God reveals to us. And that is, mm-hmm. yeah, spreading the gospel <laughs> so the right. gospel truth so thank you so much and i hope to have you on again sometime are you writing another book anytime soon uh, nothing nothing book yet um i'm still waiting on the lord for that one but um i am write, writing bible studies and doing a lot of teaching so i'm very busy <laughs> yeah but yeah so it, it but it's we'll see what god does next who okay. knows <laughs> that sounds great friend well thank you so much again for being on the show Thank you, Doris. And may God bless you for putting that fierce calling out there and encouraging people to do the right thing and and to follow the Lord's leading. It's very, really wonderful thing you're doing. So thank you for that. Thank you. That's such a blessing and so encouraging (laughs) as you are. So thank you so much, Julie. And we will talk soon, friend. Thank you. Wasn't this a fantastic conversation? Her heart is just so precious. And she really, really wants to know the truth, study the truth, share the truth with others, just as we're called to do. And I would love if you would pick up her book that we talked about on purpose. And it will really, really be so informative for you in whatever God is calling you to do. I love some of the quotes from the show. I love where Julie said, there's such a great reward in taking the time to dig deep, dig deep into the word of God. And as Jesus says in John 15, that we should have his words abide in us. Julie also said, the truth is the Bible does not limit women. And I just, I love what she had to share today. It was so very encouraging. Check out the show notes so you can get to her site and connect with Julie. I'm sure she'd love to hear from you. And friend, this has been an amazing week and I am excited because we're getting so close to the six-week Bible study releasing. And like I said, hop on over to doraswift.com. I would love to hear from you. I would love to have an opportunity to speak at your next women's event. I'm currently booking for 2024. And uh, yeah, join my email list so that we can stay connected, friend. And I hope you join me next time when I talk with another woman who's taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. 